good football fans welcome back to the fourth and mile podcast alongside my good friends brady bradley and jeremy my name is josh and we appreciate you all tuning in so uh becker is actually out of town uh for this week and uh bradley and i had the uh privilege of going to the vikings game today not together but was we both were able to go to that game so that was a barn burner huh yeah you know a win's a win, and that's all that matters. It didn't look <laughs> pretty, but it counts the same. So, I mean, we're two and three. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> I want Jeremy's job, too. He gets to go on another vacation. Uh, that, that's what I want. But uh, we're going to have an awesome show. Uh, we're going to do some week five recap as per usual, um, and then break down some week six previews. So um, let's get right into our week five recap. We'll talk about injuries in the games. Um, starting with the Thursday night game. Uh, a big game for both teams in the NFC West, Seattle versus the Rams. Um, Russell Wilson goes down and uh, Bradley help me out. How long is he out for? Um, was it six weeks that he, yeah, he um, had surgery. So I would say six weeks minimum. I mean, to be honest with you, non like medically, like if the Seahawks are out of it, they probably will just not rush it back at all. Yep. Um, as far as the game itself, the Rams won the game 26, 17, Robert Woods was targeted 14 times and caught 12 of those passes. So um, fourth and a mile is high on on Robert Woods, kind of tilting a little bit with Robert Woods, um, but this kind of solidified um, that you're going to at least play him for the next couple weeks to make sure that you can get one of these games if possible. Um, On Seattle's side, DK Metcalf has uh, been a constant. um, And the the encouraging part was he caught one of the touchdowns with um, Geno Smith. So he was five catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Other than that, Daryl Henderson had a rushing touchdown. Sony Michelle had 11 of the touches. Um, I guess let's start with that. Um, what's the rest of the season value for uh, Daryl Henderson? Do we feel good about it, or does the 11 carries for Sony Michelle scare you? Henderson did go down a little bit in the game, too. I feel good about Daryl Henderson being an RB2 on my roster um, just because it's a good offense, and he's going to get some touches. Obviously, you don't love the fact that he's essentially competing for carries. And for the better part of the second quarter, I believe it was, it was the Sony Michelle show. So, I mean, that that does concern you a little bit, but um, definitely feeling okay with him as my RB2. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, his upside is just going to be capped now, where you thought he was just going to have may- potentially like top maybe eight upside uh, season long, where now that Sony's eating into that. It's going to cap into that quite a bit, but like Bradley is saying, awesome offense. So you shouldn't be worried at all. Would you say he has a high floor, Joshua? I would say he has a high floor. Yes. <laughs> Nothing more that the, the Josh likes than a high, high floor. floor. <laughs> the patented <laughs> high floor for Josh Mombrian. Uh, let's move to the 830 game. Um, not the two best teams in the world. Um, Atlanta versus the Jets. Atlanta won 27-20. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Game ball goes to my guy, Kyle Pitts. Oh, we give out game balls now, huh? We we are now. We've been waiting. (laughs) We've been waiting for this day. It's here. He caught nine of his 10 passes, 119 yards, and a touchdown. Should have had more. A couple holding penalties. It was. Should have, could have, would have. So awesome. What do you mean? He had 20. 27 fantasy points he could have and would have got them all so 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 here's what i'll say if there was supposed to be a coming out party for kyle pitts it was this week kelvin ridley out playing the new york jets like all signs were like okay kyle pitts it's time for you to break out it's time it's time for you to be what you were drafted to do let's just preview josh's start of the week from last week if we would have known that kelvin ridley wasn't going to be there 
and they were playing the Jets, we wouldn't have given him top eight or whatever it was. It would have had to have been a lot higher, but I'll give it to Josh. Hey, I'll take it. Um, On the Jets side, I guess the question I have for you guys is, is Michael Carter worth a a pickup spot in um, a redraft league? Obviously in a dynasty league, he's going to be on a roster, but I feel like in redraft leagues, he could be a guy that's out there, had the bulk of the carries, got another touchdown this week, um, starting to play a little bit more. Does he have any value for you? I think so. I think a starting running back is going to, if you even have top 36, you know, potential, you're going to get roster. You're going to have value. Michael Carter, I would say has the potential to have, you know, RB three, you know, flex consideration. And if you get work and you're going to get goal line work, you're going to get some involvement in the passing game. You're going to be involved and have some opportunities for fantasy uh, success. So here's what I'll say is I don't I don't anticipate ever starting Michael Carter in a redraft league at this point. Now, that's not to say that he doesn't deserve a roster spot because he probably does. But I mean, 10 carries is not going to get the job done for me. And to Josh's point, I don't I don't believe he's a red zone kind of guy. He's not going to sit there in the eye formation. He, he's 5'8", 200 pounds. Um, so I don't I don't know if he's he's the guy that's going to be uh, getting a ton of red zone carries. Um But, yeah, no, roster spot is, is definitely OK with me, but I would not feel good about him being in my starting lineup. Okay, let's move on to Philly versus Carolina. Carolina was winning this game for the most uh, for most of the game. Uh, Philly could not get anything going, and then Jalen Hurts turned it on. Um, he had 26 fantasy points, ended up with two rushing touchdowns, um, had a two-point conversion that helped with that too. Devonta Smith is unquestioned the wide receiver one in that wide receiver room. Caught seven of his eight passes, fumbled one. Um, looking on the Carolina side, Chuba Hubbard was over 100 yards, um, but Christian McCaffrey's coming back next week, so you can throw that out the window. Um, and then uh, the right wide receiver room, DJ Moore had a tough game, only ca- caught five passes for 42 yards. Robbie Anderson caught two, pass- two passes for 30 yards. Let's start there. Can you cut Robbie Anderson? I Like, here's the problem and I, and I hate to do this, but like, he's a name, right? Like Robbie Anderson's a name that you, you you like to have on your roster. It looks good. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, yes, you can cut Robbie Anderson. Like this is back to New York jet days. uh, To be honest with you, like he's not, he's not getting any of the work. Uh, He's not catching deep balls. I I think Robbie Anderson's okay to be cut. I'd agree. Robbie Anderson or Kadarius Tony. Uh, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Kadarius Tony, without a doubt. So that's such a tough question to answer for Robbie, just because Tony balled out and Robbie's been struggling, even just getting targets. So it's that's tough. I want to bring up. Do you think uh, Jalen Hurts is like officially? He's no longer just like this fringe top ten guy. Like he's leveled up to like top, you know, maybe seven quarterback, six for fantasy, right? For fantasy, because he he was he was not very good today. Like right. But it still, it doesn't, it just didn't matter. Yeah. Um, Fantasy wise. Yes. He's a, he's a QB one for sure. I mean, okay. So here's his first five weeks, 31, 23, 25, 32, 25. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Like that's fantastic. So to answer your question, yes, he is. Um, Let's move on to the next game. Um, The battle of the kickers, Green Bay versus Cincinnati. Um, (laughs) We could talk about their kickers for a long time. We're not going to. Let's talk about the fantasy players. Um, as far as the quarterbacks, very similar fantasy points wise. Um, I feel like you might be a little bit disappointed if you played Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. 
as far as what you expect from Aaron Rodgers now. But um, two touchdowns, one interception. The running backs, I, I know we're disappointed with this. Aaron Jones only with um, 12.9 fantasy points. Um, as far as receivers, you're always going to play Devontae Adams. He had 16 targets again today. Um, and then on the Bengals side, look, every single week we keep talking about a big play by Jamar Chase that's saving his week. Let's just say he's a big play player. So that's what he's going to make um, throughout the week. So you're playing him every single week. Um, Tyler Boyd took a step back with T. Higgins, something to note there. And then the running back room, um, Samaje P. Ryan had more fantasy points than Joe Mixon. I think we kind of had a, a little bit of a, a guess on that, that if Joe Mixon played, he was going to be a little, a little limited. Let's start with Aaron Jones. Obviously, you're not going to not play him. But would he be a guy that you would look to trade away? Absolutely not. I so here's the deal. Like Aaron Jones was efficient. He was averaging 7.3 yards per carry. He just he didn't get a ton of carries. And believe it or not, like unless your name is Christian McCaffrey, like to have a top 10 week, you're probably gonna have to score a touchdown. Like mm-hmm. him not scoring a touchdown made him not have a, a top 10 running back week. But like he's over 100 yards on the ground. He had four catches. So like no, my 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 concern level for Aaron Jones is not high. He touched the ball 18 times. He had yeah. four catches, 14 carries, over okay. 100 yards. Totally agree. Yeah, that's just part of the deal. Running backs sometimes you don't do that. It's going to happen. He's he's great still. Yeah, Josh, you won that uh, rookie receiver bet. Jamar Chase is going to finish better than Devonta Smith. But yeah, um, I certainly am. Yeah, well, we'll talk about another bet that you're about to lose. So uh, <laughs> couldn't let me have that. No, couldn't let me have it. Let's talk about New England and Houston. We can take less than 30 seconds on this. Um, Brandon Cooks, he is a flex play now, not a weekly starter. Um, and I would say same as Jacoby Myers. Damian Harris, I think you can keep for another week. Still did not produce that well. Um, he got he hurt. French. He did get hurt, but he, hurt. he also fumbled one on the half-inch yard line Oof. and could have had another touchdown. So um, he could be in Bill Belichick's doghouse. Um, I guess we should give a shout out to Davis Mills. He had a good game, uh, it, it, a very good game. We talked about when he had a bad game, so we should talk about when he has a good game. Um, and then let's let's move on to the next game. Uh, Tennessee beat Jacksonville thirty-seven to nineteen. Um, Trevor Lawrence finished with twenty-five fantasy points. James Robinson was very efficient again, um, finishing with twenty-one fantasy points. Uh, as far as the Tennessee receivers, nothing looks good. Um, Oh, yeah. And uh, Josh is still trying to stay ahead of the course on the Derrick Henry train. Um, one of our Would you followers, say we bring up this every single week. We, we are going to because you can I just say, I have admitted that I'm wrong. So can we turn the page on this whole Josh dragging Josh? We're not we're not going to because he is the so number one asking. He's the number one fantasy running back and didn't score double digits the first week. <laughs> it's insane. It. He had 30 carry or 30 touches. Um one of our uh, followers did call you out, <laughs> Josh. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> they said you should be off the pod. We aren't going to kick you off. Don't worry. <gasps> you mean it? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about our hometown. You're on team. probation, though. <laughs> yep. Our hometown team, Minnesota Vikings, we talked about it earlier. Um, snuck out a two-point win, 19-17 to 17, as far as fantasy is concerned. Alexander Madison looked really good again. Uh, Justin Jefferson, he just he balled out in the first half. Um, it seemed like he was open every single time Kirk threw him the ball. So um, Adam Thielen had two late catches. Otherwise, he would have had a scratch. Um, DeAndre Swift's last touchdown um, with about a minute left in the game saved his fantasy day more so. I would say 
the fourth quarter kind of saved DeAndre Swift's day. Yep. <laughs> that hit he laid on Bashad Breeland. Wow. <laughs> he put him into the turf. Not sure what it looked like uh, on TV, but on Section 327, it looked like full, like a train <laughs> ran him over. He was yep. not ready for was, impact. Yikes. How do we feel that uh, Jamal Williams had more carries than DeAndre Swift? Obviously, you're going to play DeAndre Swift, especially in PPR leagues. He had six tar- targets and caught six balls. But does that concern you at all if they ever get into a positive game script where Jamal Williams is going to be the guy touching the ball? No, well, like he's good. He's a good running back, so he's going to get some touches as well. I think with <laughs> I don't uh, ding, here's the, another Joshism. Like because of the work that uh, DeAndre Swift gets in the passing game, his floor is high. So. <laughs> That's just what comes with the territory. And Jamal Williams is a talented back. He has juice. So he's going to be getting work, and I'm not concerned about it in the slightest. Ladies and gentlemen, you do want players that have high floors. Yes, very much so. Let's move on to Pittsburgh versus Denver. Uh, Pittsburgh won the game 27-19. A positive game script for the Pittsburgh Steelers equals Najee Harris getting the load. Uh, 23 carries for 122 yards um, and a touchdown. He had two catches for 20 yards. Uh, kind of a coming out party for Chase Claypool. Five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Deontay Johnson only had two targets. He caught both of them, had 72 yards and a touchdown. So um, kind of saved his day. Uh, Cortland, Sutton, Cortland Sutton kind of benefited from the uh, the positive passing game script. Um, had 11 targets, caught seven of them for 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and the running backs did nothing for Denver. So uh, thoughts on this game? Obviously, Bradley, you can – Load again if you want to. Najee Harris is going to be an RB1 this year. Um, what, are, what are our thoughts on Pittsburgh's offense? A little bit better? Feel a little bit better about it? I would say I'm a little more concerned about Denver considering who they played their first couple of weeks. I was more in the, the boat that Denver was a really good football team. I still think they're a good football team, but the fact that they're they're losing to Pittsburgh does not not give me the, uh, the warm butterflies, if you will. Um, <laughs> that I, I should be feeling with Denver, especially their defense, um, knowing that uh, Pittsburgh put up a decent amount of points. What I will say is that I think we're starting to become in the realm where it's going to be Javante Williams time uh, in the backfield for the majority of the carries. Yeah. I think that transition, this is around the time, maybe after their buy, that's typically when those types of things uh, will happen. And I totally agree, Bradley. I think Javante is going to start to take that over. Let's move on to Miami versus Tampa Bay. Uh, good at football alert. Tom Brady is very good at football. Um, had 411 yards and five touchdowns. Um, Leonard Fournette, um, he's looking like a guy that you can play uh, on a weekly basis. He had 12 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. and caught four passes for 43 yards. Um, Antonio Brown actually looked really electric in this game. That that crossing route that he took, to, took uh, what was it, like 70 yards for a touchdown? He just outran everybody. Um, so he had seven catches, 124 yards. Uh, Mike Evans had six catches for 113 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and Chris Godwin had seven catches for 70 yards. So all three of them were semi-productive. Relevant. Yeah. Um, Godwin just didn't get the touchdown. As for Miami, um, if you did listen to fourth and a mile saying that you could cut Miles Gaskin, we do apologize. Uh, the, the numbers would have said you can cut Miles Gaskin. Um, and then Brian Flores came out and said, oh, yeah, we're going to throw it to him 10 times. He's going to catch all 10 of them, have 74 yards and two touchdowns. So Miles Gaskin finished with 27 fantasy points in half-point PPR. 
Um, That's insane. Yeah, and so he was easily their best receiver. Um, Gesicki finished with four catches for 43 yards. Otherwise, um, nothing really on the Miami side. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about Tampa Bay side, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. Their offense all, for sure. All the, <laughs> Fair. All the weapons there are just going to be awesome. You guys, I think we talked about it last week. We just want to confirm we're still on the same page. You're cutting Rojo, right? In a redraft league? Yeah. Yeah. Without it hurts. It hurts, but yes, you do. Okay. So let's move on to New Orleans versus Washington football team. Uh, Jameis Winston had four touchdowns. Uh, Elvin Kamara had 16 carries, 71 yards, um, and a touchdown, and also had a receiving touchdown. So he had a big day with 27 fantasy points. Marquez Callaway caught a Hail Mary pass that uh, he had two touchdowns to finish the day. As far as Washington, Gibson had two rushing touchdowns. Very um, not productive in the run game. 20 carries for 60 yards, averaging three yards a carry. Um, So that is a little concerning. Uh, Curtis Samuel went down in the game as well, too. So that's that's not a good sign either. Um, And I think I want to start with this. Like, What happened to Washington football's defense? Uh, I, I just, I don't understand how last year they can be so dominant. And this year it's like teams just have heydays when they play them. You would think that'd be a benefit to their like fantasy producers on offense, like just getting in then game scripts where there's shootouts and they're behind and needing to throw the ball more. I guess I'm specifically referring to Gibson and getting more targets, but the dudes had two targets in four straight weeks. I, I, I don't know what he needs to do in order to get more targets. He'd be a guy that I would trade away. No, I don't know. 20 20 carries and New Orleans run defense is really good. But back to Washington football defense, we talked about it, I think it was a week or so ago, about how disappointing they were. They invested a first-round pick on their defense, too, and they didn't lose anybody. Like, they they went and drafted Jamin Davis. Oh, the guy, Jamin. Okay. Hey, I, we, have a, just, we have a bet on him in the We very much do. I think I owe you $5 for that. Congratulations. $10. I appreciate that. 10 to 1. No, because you gave me – okay, whatever. Okay, moving on. Uh, Chicago versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Chicago won 20 to 9. Uh, Khalil Her- Herbert. Yeah, it was just a weird game. Khalil Herbert out carry Damian Williams. Does that concern you at all? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why it doesn't I for me at all. Well, so you've emptied your tab for him. I mean, it doesn't concern me that, like, as in Khalil Herbert's a guy to go get. But people who invested a lot of money in Damian Williams expected Damian Williams to take over David Montgomery's role. I mean, he had 16 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown, two catches. I I feel like that's okay. I mean, it was it was a positive run game script. So I feel like at the end of the game, Khalil Herbert was getting the carries. Sure. Like the garbage time carries. Um, as far as... Las Vegas Raiders, it it was not good. Um, Josh Jacobs was the only semi-productive guy um, with 14.7. Brady, how's your MV, MVP uh, Derek Carr doing? Uh, he's out of the conversation now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is gone. <laughs> um, he has left the chat, huh? Yeah, but his receivers did not help him out today. I saw Brian Edwards drop a 30-yard pass, and Darren Waller dropped two passes, which was really weird. Um, I will say this. We talked about um, when we did draft stuff, and I, I said how Henry Ruggs is wide receiver one. He won't be wide receiver one for that rookie class as far as, like, fantasy points, but he's a dang good receiver. He, he does yep. a lot for them because Bradley and I were talking about this this weekend. 
you don't uh, you don't get five fantasy points for a 50 yard pass interference. Yep. So when he stretches the field and gets a defense pass interference, he's just not going to get it done for you. So um, still love my guy wide receiver one still balling out. <laughs> um, let's move to the game of the week. The, the best game. Gracious. It was uh, points galore. Uh, Cleveland versus the chargers um, chargers won 47, 42. Honestly, anybody not named OBJ was productive. Um, you can you can maybe take out Keenan Allen if you want to as well. Justin Herbert had 47 fantasy points, two for 400 yards, four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Baker Mayfield had 26 fantasy points. Both the uh, Cleveland running backs had 23 fantasy points. Austin Eckler had 30 fantasy points. Mike Williams, 16 targets, caught eight of them, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and then David Njoku caught seven of his seven passes for 149 yards and a touchdown. Where do we want to start with this? I, I want to start, go ahead. I, I want to give a hypothetical to you guys. So let's say every player is a, a free agent and you're doing a Madden draft as a GM. What pick is Justin Herbert going? For like a, like a, a, a so, dynasty? Yes. Like you're I didn't a GM. Know if you're you're <laughs> No, you're building a franchise. Where is Justin Herbert getting top, drafted? Top five. Number two. Number two. So Mahomes one. Justin Herbert two. Hmm. What about you, Bradley? I, I totally agree with that. I don't I can't think of somebody else that I would take over Josh those Allen. Two. I would take Justin Herbert over Josh Allen. Wow. That's not that's not bold. I'm not I guess I don't I'm just processing it. I'm not necessarily stating that it's bold. I'm just trying to think through that. I would still take Josh Allen, I think. I think his just his overall ability to basically be a fullback on the goal line is pretty awesome. I mean, Justin <laughs> Herbert's a pretty big dude too. <laughs> That's fair. He looked, he looked pretty pretty mobile today, but I mean, I would say him and Josh Allen are the uh 2 and 3, maybe even Kyler, I don't know. We're, we're, oh yeah, we're, I would take Kyler. I would not. Uh, Over Justin Herbert? I would. I would not. Uh we're early into like our our draft scouting career but i don't know if i'll be ever more wrong on a player than i was on justin herbert totally we all I were think, yeah i was gonna say i don't think you're the none only of us one were in like i i, I, I was didn't in, know anybody that was high on him i was in the party uh of him being a second round draft pick it Boy, happens was I wrong it happens just wait until mac jones wins the super bowl and then you will <laughs> <laughs> be more wrong <laughs> but maybe i should stop scouting quarterbacks. that was really good i wanted to bring up uh mike williams do you think this is a flash in the pan or is he leveled up 100 percent leveled up yeah no he's 100 percent leveled up would you guys say he is the one there no i would not you could make an argument for it yeah, though very much so he so in his in his first five games, he's had 12 targets, 10 targets, nine targets, four targets, 16 targets. Oh, my goodness. That's <sighs> He fits amazing with what Justin Herbert likes to do as well. Yeah, yeah, and they switch his role. He's not just the deep threat guy. He's, he's underneath now, too, um, which helps him out a lot and helps his fantasy game, too. Um, let's talk San Francisco versus Arizona. Um, I kind of had higher hopes for this game than, than a 17-10 to 10 game. Uh, Kyler Murray disappointed. Um, Chase Edmonds disappointed. James Conner had a touchdown that saved him. DeAndre Hopkins had a touchdown. He it, kind of a bounce back game for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Bradley, Bradley's got a look at his eyes like, yeah, Brady, you, you better say nice things about Nuke. It, it <laughs> wasn't even like it was 25. I don't want to hear it. It wasn't, it was not, a, it was not a good week for, for DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean, 
get in the tub and you you make a top 20 week. That's right. Um, Trey Lance, kind of disappointed as far as um, his overall starting debut, but he had 16 carries. So that is uh, high hopes for fantasy. That's crazy. Gracious. That's uh, uh, To be honest with you, like, that's a little concerning. That's like, I don't know what how I want to say this, but like, when you look at the box score and you see a 16 carries, you say, okay, that's like Cam Newton or that's like Lamar Jackson. And I was hoping that when they drafted him, they were going to say, let's make you Patrick Mahomes. I can run a little bit better. I, so I, I kind of compare this to Josh Allen's first couple of years. He was a running machine his first couple yeah, of years because the game was, it just seemed like he couldn't get his throwing down. down. So um, I'm not overly concerned about it. Right. And it, and and I'm not saying that this is going to be what's happening every week, but like 16 carries is not what you want your franchise quarterback doing. That's so many. Yeah. That's uh, so many. Um yeah, you guys, Debo Samuel is better than Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, yeah, that's the fact. Rest of the season, Josh, he's better than him, just so you know. I don't know why I keep on trying to get dunked on here. I just didn't never- I never dunked on you've already called out two bets that you beat me on. So I'm calling this one. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I just don't think that I never trusted his just health. It's not necessarily his ability. I just never trusted his health. And so injuries, but when Brady calls out an injury, it gets called out. Here, here's what I'll say um, about San Francisco. Don't ever start any one of their running backs because you have no idea who's going to get the carries. Like it's Russian Ray Sermon had one carry today. One carry. I tell you what, I have him in dynasty. And before the season, his trade value was sky high. And now I couldn't you get a big couldn't even, for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's happening with him. That's true. Um, let's talk about our last game. Uh, Dallas won 44 to 20 against the New York Giants. Um, I guess injuries are probably the the big story Goodness. here for the Giants. Daniel Jones got like literally knocked out in this game. Um, Saquon Barkley had a, just a, a weird ankle injury. That Did you see the picture? Oh yeah, his he got a big old softball on his ankle. Um, Kenny Galladay left with an injury. Kadarius Tony left because he got kicked out of the game because uh, he threw a punch. Uh, but he did have ten catches for 189 yards, which is incredible. Um, as as far as the Dallas side. Dak looked pretty good. Um, Zeke had 24 fantasy points. Tony Pollard had 12. Um, CD had 16. Amari Cooper had 13. And Dalton Schultz kind of becoming a, a staple in that offense. A game where he doesn't score a touchdown, he had six catches for 79 yards. That's pretty productive for a guy that you're technically supposed to be streaming. Um, so I guess let's start with the, uh, the giant skill position players. Um, how much fab would you put on for Devontae Booker? Because it doesn't look like uh, Saquon Barkley is going to play next week. No. Not much. Yeah. That's – like, what, what, what's not much? Like, would you put 15 fab, 20 Absolutely. fab? Absolutely not. 5%? Wow. Probably about 5%. Wow. They, they play I, the Rams next week, so that's not great. I mean, I – like – Devontae Booker's not going to get the job done, especially if Daniel Jones isn't in there. Like, they're going to dare help me out with it. Glennon. To, right, Glennon. <laughs> like, oh, no. They're going to stack the box and say, guess what? We're going to double cover Tony, and, and we're going to stop the run. 
Uh, anything on the uh, the Dallas side? Your your buy window for Zeke is gone. He's one hundred percent gone. He's spent. Did you see him high stepping into the end zone? Um, that was that was an incredible play call. By it was the way. awesome. That was, that was a sweet play call. It was he awesome. Really you think he's gone after this year? Yeah. Zeke. No, no, no. Um, Kellen Moore. Uh, yeah, Kellen Moore. Uh, he should you know, be Joe Brady, but yeah, I guess. Probably. Gosh. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking through the rest of the stat line. Yeah, you're, you're playing both the receivers. Um, and, and Dak just, he isn't throwing the ball as much. He only threw it 32 times and had 44 points. So um, that defense is better than what they were. So they just fly around and make plays. So that could be a, a little bit bad for um, Dak. But um, anything else before you? Yeah, we were bringing up uh, Dalton Schultz, and do you think he – like, is he fully like a week-to-week starter? Would you still consider him to be in the streaming – just a high-end streamer? You're not going to drop him if you have him on your roster. Who's that? Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Schultz. High-end Dalton. streamer or a week-to-week guy? He is a starter. I, yeah. I would start Dalton Schultz no matter who they're playing. Yep, I agree. Yeah, that's That's great. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do week six preview. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. We're going to get right into our week six preview. Since Jeremy's not here, he is first on the list. Bradley, you have his uh, starts of the week. Last week, he had a quarterback start of the week as Daniel Jones as a top 10 quarterback, and that was not the case. Unfortunately, Daniel Jones got hurt. So, Bradley, kick it away with his week six. Start yes, week. yeah, scary injury for Daniel Jones. Hopefully, he's doing okay. Uh, Jeremy's going with Aaron Rodgers. Um, kind of a kind of a homer pick there, but uh, that's what Jeremy's going with. Uh, what's kind of the threshold for Aaron Rodgers? I feel like top 10 is acceptable. I think it's kind of low, isn't it? What do you top think? Top 10 will do. Yeah, top 10's fine. You, top 10's low, low as in. Like, as I feel in. like he, his bar should be like the MV, former MVP of the league. His mm. bar should be higher, but top 10 will be just fine. Okay. He is like the quarterback 20 on the year right now. Is he? Yeah. That's okay. All right. Uh, Fair uh, play. Don't, don't fact check me. It's not good, but <laughs> I'm guessing it's a little bit better than that, but it's not great. Well, I just, I just want to prove you wrong now. So okay. Bradley, go ahead. Yeah. So I went with Trey Lance in his debut. Uh, supposed to be a top 12 quarterback. I would honestly, as far as his game script of having 16 carries, I, I feel good about that. As far as being a top 12 quarterback, he did not get there. <laughs> Uh, this week, I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater uh, versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's go, Teddy Bridgewater. By the way, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback 17. So, not too uh, not too far yeah, off. No. Uh, let's do top mm. 15. I'm good with that. Okay. Brady is up. His week five quarterback start of the week is Mac Jones. It did not get the job done. Heck of a day for McCorkle. Yeah, Houston's defense <laughs> is loaded. Uh, my quarterback start of the week this week is Taylor Heineke against Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. Yep, I'm going there. I'm doing it. Really? I, I, I like this swing. I like this swing. Uh, we want to go top 15 as well. Yeah, I think top 15 is, is a fair assessment for Taylor Heineke. Cool beans. All right, so my quarterback start of the week last week 
was let's Tom Brady do that <laughs> every other course. week. So hey, it's working. So why why not uh, have it? And the bar was really high too. But uh, he was supposed to be top six, and he hit. Uh, so this week I'm gonna go revenge game uh, action. Go Matt Stafford versus Detroit uh, in that revenge game. So what's the line for that? Six. I feel like six is. Oof, he's going to have a great game script. Yeah, he's going to throw um, a lot of touchdowns. I'm good with six. <laughs> I feel That's, great with six. When I, I, feel when like I know what you do. When, with I, six. When, I pick, when I pick Stafford, it was top five. So I honestly, you could save the pity party for someone else. <laughs> Fair enough. Your, All right. Jeremy's week five start of the week at running back was DeAndre Swift, top 12. Did not get it done. And DeAndre Swift actually had a, a decent week. So it really wasn't a, a, I mean, it was technically a miss, but it really wasn't that bad of a pick. Uh, Jeremy's going with Daryl Henderson, uh, running back for Los Angeles Rams, who play the New York football giants. Uh, I think Daryl Henderson, we should probably put at that top 15 range. Wait. Oh, Dude. I totally messed that up then. Yep, that's 100% my fault. Josh thought Stafford played the Lions. Yep, definitely thought Stafford played the Lions for whatever reason. But uh, he plays the uh, Giants, and I'll still have that be the case. I was going to say, I was going to say, I, I, I was like, ooh, ooh, that doesn't add up because Daryl Henderson and is on the Matt same Stafford team are Matt teammates. Stafford. So that's tough. But, yes, I uh, still have Matt Stafford versus the Giants. I say top 16, All right, Daryl. Not okay. for Stafford. Do you think that's generous? Too generous? No, no top 16 is great. Um, okay. We'll go to my start of the week. Who was Daryl Henderson? He's currently at 15. Um, we have the likes of Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire playing tonight. So I don't feel very good about him being at 15 at this point. Um, but we're still in the money round for, for Daryl Henderson. And I'm going to go with uh, James Robinson versus the Miami Dolphins next week. Um, like I would say 18, 16, I, I, I just, when it's just a bad team. So sometimes they get into a bad game script. I mean, you're happy playing James Robinson as a running back too. So, oh, you're, um, yeah, very much so. Uh, so my running back start of the week last week was none other than Clyde Edwards Alaire, who is currently playing and not playing very well, so that's a miss. Um, and he yeah, my... calls it a miss. He's already calling it a miss. miss. <laughs> already. He, he got negative two points, negative two yards on that carry, so that's a miss. Oh, literally, first half's not even done. Miss. Uh, my start of the week this week, and it's none other. You can't call him anything else. Playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette, Ooh. Leonard. Oh my gosh, I would go uh, 20. top 24. Top 24 it is. Thanks, Bradley. I feel like that's I feel like if you if you if he hits in the top 24, that's a successful week for Leonard Fournette. So, I totally argue. agree. I'm not argue that. I totally agree. Josh, right. you're up. That brings it to you can write down playoff Lenny. I love that. All right. So my <laughs> running back uh, last week was Antonio Gibson. Uh, and he hit. Uh, so my running back this week will be DeAndre Swift versus the Bengals, who is 
actually who the Lions are playing this week. Yeah, I was going to say, not a revenge game. Check it. Check yep. it. Not a revenge game, but still going to be an awesome matchup. Uh, great re- uh, receiver of the ball. And I think uh, it should be kind of a uh, good, sneaky, good game there, which I enjoy. So what uh, what do we think about the line for that? Top 12 is what I think. I thought that as well. Let's do it. Okay. Bradley. On the receiver. Jeremy went with Jacoby Myers. He missed as a top 20 receiver. Um, actually, by the way, he was about uh, a yard away from a touchdown. He just, the guy can't buy a touchdown. No. To save his life. Well, I, for one, love Jeremy started the week this week, and I'm going to gas him up the entire time. And that's Adam Thielen. Um, Adam Thielen right away after the game said, it's a good thing we won because I'd be so much more mad at how I played. Uh, The guy just didn't play well. He had a really bad drop right across the middle. Um, and I, and I love the picks. I think he's going to ball out this week because I think coverages are going to really start to shift toward Justin Jefferson because he played he's like, a top, like the last two weeks. He's played like a top five receiver because he's playing. A, he played against Denzel Ward most of the time last week. And this week he was beating anybody that was near him. So I think coverages are going to shift toward him. And I think Adam Thielen's a really good pick. I mean, he was the guy that I was on my list for start of the week, too. He's yep. just an ultimate competitor. So I love the pick, too. Well, what do we think for Thielen? I, I would say top 16. I put 18. I'm, I'm actually 18 was the number that I was thinking of as well. All right. I guess we're going to be really generous today. So here, I mean, the uh, dude literally was about to have zero points until <laughs> the last drive. So yeah, whatever. That doesn't do anything for me anyway. <laughs> so my start of the week last week was Deontay Johnson. I did pick Kelvin Ridley, but Kelvin Ridley was an out. So I texted the guys and I, uh, Switch it to Deontay Johnson, who actually didn't have that bad of a week, uh, but he was a miss as the top 15. Uh, and I'm going to go with uh, Cortland Sutton. I really like Stack and Teddy and Cortland together uh, against Las Vegas Raiders. Um, maybe I'm chasing the points here. Maybe I'm not, but I think Vegas is kind of on the downhill. And I think this is a, a game where Denver's going to have to win if they want to be there at the end of the season. And this is a big division game for them. And I think they're going to, Teddy's going to rely on his number one target. Josh, so, you think 22 is good? Let me give you first the wide receiver too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, my week five start of the week for receiver, it was Julio Jones. Julio did not play. Um, so Antonio, not Antonio Brown, Hollywood Brown, his cousin, <laughs> <laughs> wish it was Antonio Brown. That would have been good. Um, is has not played yet. So we will find that out tomorrow. Um, as far as this week, I am going with Jamar Chase. I think he Ooh. continues um, the success that he is having. Um, and I'm going with Jamar Chase after a tough loss. Are you officially on the bandwagon? I, I don't know what bandwagon. He was my wide receiver one coming out of draft. I thought Devontae Smith was going to have a better year this year because of the targets that were in Cincinnati. I have never hated Jamar Chase, so I don't know where that is coming from. Because he had a, he made a bet against him. <laughs> That's because I'm all confident about Devontae Smith. I'll say that I have never been the biggest Jamar Chase guy. I just remember, like, we were doing – I don't know why I remember this so well, but we were talking about the receiver class of not just this past draft, but the one prior and Jefferson was coming up and we're like, guys, Jefferson's really good. He's not even the best receiver on his team. Wait until next year. And that we were talking about Jamar chase and now we're actually seeing it could happen. And it's pretty awesome. It's cool. It's with Joe, Joe Burrow too. So what, what are we doing for Jamar? It's, uh, 18. I was going to say 16. Too bad, brother. 
<laughs> and Josh was going to say 16 until he realized that I was a little stingy, but whatever. Top 18 is fine. If he doesn't catch Josh, a touchdown, he's not getting there. Anymore. All right. So last week I had the receiver, Corey Davis. He did not hit. Uh, this week I am going with actually DJ Moore against the Vikings. Um, I think that he has had an incredible year. I don't, we've had some really weird COVID protocol stuff with our corners lately. So I don't know if we're going to have the most healthy of, uh, cornerback rooms. So we got the shot out there. It's going to be goodness gracious. (laughs) So DJ Moore is, uh, my start of the week. 14. Would you say 14? Well, no, that's okay. 14 is okay. I, you didn't like that. What were, what were you thinking? <laughs> I, <clears throat> you didn't like that one bit. I want you to tell four, me exactly four, what you're thinking of. 14, 14 is great. I think 14 is acceptable. If he if he scores in the top 14, it's probably a good week for him. Doesn't answer my question. Let's, move, okay. let's move to tight ends. <laughs> uh, Jeremy did Dawson Knox, who is currently playing right now. Um, Dawson By the way, Knox. he just caught a 40-yard touchdown pass, too. So he's probably so that's gonna... <laughs> that's a hit. That's a hit on Dawson Knox. So congrats on that one, Jeremy. And Jeremy, let me pull up his list really quick. It's going to go with Dan Arnold as his tight end. Jacksonville. Daniel Sansana floor. Yeah. Um, top 12. I feel like that's the benchmark we have yeah. to have. We, we can't put a top 15 tight end because if we catch – three balls for 30 yards are probably <laughs> very so, true. So top 12. with Dan Arnold. Yep. All right. Well, I went Travis Kelsey. Uh, he is supposed to be a top two. He currently has two catches. Miss. Miss. <laughs> Actually, miss. it's not going to be a miss. They're down by 14 points. They're going to start launching the ball. <laughs> that's true. Um, anyway, so that's a miss. Um, and I'm going to go with Tyler Higby, uh, tight end for the Rams versus the Giants. 10. Yep. I like it. Good deal. Uh, my week five tight end start of the week. Mike Kosicki was a miss. Um, this week I'm going with Janu Smith. Really? Surprising. Yep. I'm going with Janu. Uh, what are we feeling about him? <laughs> uh, 12. Yeah. I mean, could be higher than that. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it, that's the benchmark. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm surprised you went with Johnu over Hunter Henry. I, so I think uh, let me pull up my notes. Who do they play? They play the Dallas Cowboys, who are going to put up a number on the New England Patriots. So they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're going to use their athletic tight end. That is a phenomenal transition because my tight end last week was Kyle the Pitts. most athletic tight end in the NFL I don't know if you can make an <laughs> argument for that like against that rather um give so me, yeah probably give me conk <laughs> conk <laughs> yeah um yeah so then my tight end this week is actually going to be Dalton Schultz um against the Patriots in that matchup because they're going to be scoring all those points so six no I would say top nine Eight. I I like that. Okay, I'm with Eight. that. That's still very generous. We're, we're being real generous. What? Let's move to waiver so. targets. Um, I'll start with one. You're picking up Geno Smith in Superflex leagues. Oh yeah, he played yep. well against the Rams. What would you put on him though? Like, cause it's kind of he has a similar like skill, just that he, I guess not a similar skill set, but he's a he's an athletic quarterback too. So maybe he has some rushing upside. It would it would depend on. 
what your quarterback situation looks like. If you're the Russell Wilson owner, I'd put up words to 50 to 60%. Of yeah. yeah, it all depends on your quarterback situation. If you're in a dire need for someone who's getting 100% of the snaps, like you're going to put up a decent amount. Uh, I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony. We talked about him last week. Um, I watched the Giants versus the Cowboys, and there was a very, very clear plan, no matter if it was Daniel Jones or Mike Lennon, to get the ball to Kadarius Tony. And he, he looked he, really good. He, he looked electric. He he needs, and it wasn't like dink and dunk. Like he was he was con- winning contested catches down the field. He bailing his Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, I mean it's. So I I would go with Kadarius Tony. Uh, I know we don't really think highly of him, but a starting running back right now, Devontae Booker uh, for the Giants is needs to be at least rostered because uh, he could get goal line work um, and just he's going to get touches. So therefore, he should be rostered. I'll what throw do you got? One. Okay. Go ahead, Brady. Go ahead. I'll throw one more. Khalil Herbert. Pick him up. He had, what, 16, 17 carries this week. They could be finding something there. He's what, about, what about Marquez Callaway? You could it's get just, a little. It's a desperation flex play. I feel like. Yeah. So he has a bye this coming week, but after that he goes at Seattle. Seattle secondary is not great. very good. Yeah, that's a great matchup. Tampa's secondary has been struggling a little bit. I know they got Richard Sherman, which will help, and then they go Atlanta and Tennessee. Like that's those are favorable passing games. Very scripts. good matchup. I think I feel like you can wait until that next week to get him because no one's going to probably hold him through a bye, and then people will forget to pick him up because of his buy-in because he didn't pop off or do anything like that. Would you agree that's, with that or would you disagree? Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. You could also look at it as like, hey, I can get him for a dollar because everybody's going to look, oh, who do they <laughs> play this week? Oh, bye week. There is that Dash. too. Definitely uh, kind of, you know, saving up uh, some money by getting him earlier. I, I get that for sure too. Any more waivers before we move to where one's got to go? Mm, that's it for me. Tough yeah. one's got to go this week. Yeah. Yep. So our one's got to go is at the running back position. Rest of the season, which one of these four running backs has to go? We're doing half point PPR. Um, it's Kareem Hunt, Najee Harris, Cordero Patterson, and Antonio Gibson. For me, this one's a little bit easier, I feel like. Um, yeah. It's Antonio Gibson. I knew that was he's, coming from you. He's got to go. He's not efficient. Um, the office just doesn't look that good. Um, and it's got the most competition. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's technically the backup. He He's one of the. It doesn't matter. He's one of the top. 12 to 15 running backs in football of just sheer talents. Yes. No question. So, and you can't <laughs> argue with what Cordero's doing. He lines up everywhere. He had like 130 total yards this game with a, t- I don't even know if he had a touchdown. He just touched the ball so much. And obviously in my opinion, Najee's the best one on this list. So you're not c- cutting him. So yeah, it's got to go for you. Najee's top of the list for me. Cream Hunter, both those two are automatic stays. I, I struggle with the Cordero versus Antonio Gibson because I don't know what Cordero does more. And and you wonder if it's just a flash in the pan and people are going to start scheming towards Cordero. Um, but I mean, we've seen this where it's like, Oh, this isn't going to continue. And then all year long, it continues. So, so with that being said, I, I would probably say I have to get rid of uh, Antonio Gibson. Josh, no way <laughs> Josh gets it rid of Antonio Gibson. No, no way. I, <laughs> I was having a very similar mindset to Bradley here that Najee and Kareem Hunt are for sure staying. And it was between Cordero and Antonio Gibson. And basically it come down to if Gibson just gets a tick up in um, the receiving work, I think it's a pretty good Gibson margin. But right now 
you kind of you kind of have to stay in the flames right now with Cordero. So I actually am uh, gonna get rid of Gibson here. Nice. Oh, that's <laughs> tough to swallow. He's a true. This is an Antonio Gibson truther, people. It went from Kenyon Drake to Antonio Gibson. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> what a bad yeah. transition. <laughs> let's just let's just say if Josh is high on a running back, run. Goodness Clyde gracious. Edwards <laughs> Top six. Goodness gracious. Hey, it made That's sense a good at the time. To get out of here. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep and we'll see you.